want you to open your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 26 this morning. Very familiar passage of scripture. And again, I, I ministered along this line last time I was here. Amen. But this would just be the dessert of what we had before. And I love this scripture here where God says, thou will keep him, verse 3, thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. I know we live in a very busy world. There's a lot of things that... um demand our time and our attention and and it's hard to stay focused when so many things are are coming at us i remember as as a kid growing up life wasn't so so demanding you had your work and then you had your family things but now there are just so many things that uh can claim our attention i was raised in a pentecostal church and uh we weren't supposed to have a TV in our house. Don't tell nobody. But anyway, uh, the preachers many times would, would preach about the TV, and they said, don't you let that one-eyed devil in your house. Okay, no response this morning. And so... <laughs> At the time, you know, I didn't necessarily understand what it what it was that the ministers were talking about. But what I realized as I've, I've gotten older, that it is something that can take up our time. And how many of you know our time is an important factor to us? Amen. What we do with our time, it matters. And, and if we feed ourselves on the wrong thing, uh, that's not a benefit to us. And again, the word says here that if, that God will keep us in perfect peace, those who keep their minds stayed on him. And I don't know about you, but TV doesn't necessarily help me keep my mind on Jesus. I'll wait on you. I'll say it again. TV doesn't necessarily help me keep my mind stayed on God. Uh, that's a little bit better. <laughs> Come on up out of it. Amen. <laughs> One more time. TV doesn't necessarily help us, help us keep our mind on the Lord. Amen. Yeah, there it is. Okay. All right. Amen. Don't y'all make me this morning. <laughs> but there's a benefit to keeping our, our, our minds on the Lord, and I want to get to that this morning, but I want to start out, you know, for uh, recalling back in the day how, how movies were made. And uh, when movies were made back in the day, I don't know if it's still this way, but it used to be back in the day that there would be somebody on the set who would holler, Lights! Camera! Okay, so there are some people over 20 in the room today. <laughs> they would holler, lights, quiet, lights, camera, action. And how many of you know many people, when they get up out of bed in the morning, that's kind of how life begins. There's really no time where we really stop and uh, just take time for God in the, in the morning. Hello, it's just that lights, camera, Action and life is off and going and and running and somewhere where trouble hits in the day. Hello, something shows up in the day and we might say, "Oh God, help!" 
real quiet in the sanctuary this morning. Okay, and, and you know, and we will we'll do a, a a quick prayer, but it makes a difference to where we give our attention and our time. But before there was ever anybody who would come out and say lights, camera, action, there would be somebody who would say this: quiet on the set. And quiet on the set of our lives does not happen unless we demand it. Again, because there are many things that are vying for our attention, vying for our time. Hello, And if we don't slow life down to the proper rate, we will, we will burn ourselves out. Hello? We will just go and go and go because there's always something to do. There's always something happening. There's always something going on. But it's good that as believers that we learn to put this thing called boundaries around our life. This is where we don't allow people and situations and things to take up all our time. But it's important that we have this thing called God time. And it's very beneficial to us that we have this God time. Why? Again, because God says, if you keep your mind on me, I will keep you in perfect peace. So if you're disturbed today and you have have things going on in your life and you you just kind of jittery, you're on edge, there's an answer for you in this place today. Amen. And that is just get your focus. Just get your focus. Amen. Uh, again, we can, we can be very busy. Uh, as pastor was saying, I, I travel and I get to go in to different nations. I get to go into, to, uh, different churches and, and I love what God has called me to do in, in the body of Christ and, and traveling, just traveling in and of itself can be very busy. And so I have to schedule time to where I will just shut everything down and just take time with me and God, because I want to be able to give out of the supply that God has given me. And if I don't take my God time, hello, I, I don't have anything to offer people. And uh, I just want to encourage you this morning in, in, in making your God time. Uh, everybody's not going to be happy about it. I need to say that one more time. Everybody's not going to be happy about you reading the Bible. Everybody's not going to be happy about you being in prayer. Hello. But I'm telling you, it is essential for our lives in this day, in this hour that we're living in right now. It's essential that we keep our minds in the right place. You all know the scripture that the devil comes to steal, to kill, huh, and to destroy. And he does that most of the time by being uh, bringing distractions into our life. And I would just want to encourage you this morning, things that, that, that come in your life that, that don't bring you peace, that don't bring the, the presence of God in, into your life, just, just learn how to filter those things out. It's good to have a filter, to be able to filter things out. I don't know about your family, but I know about my family. And, and my family, we can, we can be, uh, quick triggered to respond to things. If we don't, if you say something we don't like, we give you a quick response. If you act in a way that we don't like, we'll give you a, a quick response. You don't have to wait three days for email. 
there will be uh, a, a quick response. Amen. And and growing up in a household uh, like that, how many of you know it takes time to retrain the way of thinking and 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 responding to things? Amen. I I like the now answers. My flesh likes now answers. I've told you all the story before how the Lord had to educate me out of uh, being so mean on the interstate. You know, somebody tells me I'm number one. I like to tell them they're number one right back. So there's help for you uh, in the room today. But again, if, if our minds are not renewed to keeping our minds on the Lord, when things happen in the natural, there won't be a God response that comes out of us. It will be a natural response that comes out of us. And, and the promise begins where we meditate on this word right here that God will keep us in perfect peace. Just meditating, God keeps me in perfect peace. No matter what goes on, no matter what transpires in life, I live in the place of perfect peace. No matter what happens, no matter who says what, I live in a place of perfect peace. And nobody or no circumstance can bring me out of that place of peace. So I do have the right message this morning. I can I can tell. And so God is God is saying this to the to the children of Israel right in the midst of of when they're they're having conflict. Isaiah gets to see into the future from Isaiah 24, chapter 24 to 27. If you will read through that, you will see that those are not necessarily good chapters. That that's not exciting things that, that God is informing them about. But in the midst of him telling, telling them, listen, you're going to be challenged. You're going to have tests. Amen. There are going to be battles. There, there are rough days coming. Right in the midst of him telling them that, he says, I will keep you. I will keep you in perfect Peace, regardless to the circumstances going on around you, even though this prophetic word is coming, I will keep you. How? In perfect peace. But it matters where we put our attention. Somebody say it matters. Amen. Say it one more time. It matters. Amen. Amen. And uh, I, I, I shared with you before, you know, going going through COVID, uh, I wasn't thinking about looking for peace in the drawer. Hello. My mom was on healing. My mom was on uh, the miracle, on the breakthrough. I wasn't looking for the avenue of peace for God to bring me to my healing. And so uh, when I was going through my joy, one of the things I love to do, okay, you, you all probably know this. I, I love praising God. I love to dance. I love to run. You know, I was brought up in the church where you rolled on the floor and got to do all that wonderful stuff. Wonderful. It's wonderful. It is wonderful. Amen. If you haven't been in that, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I learned, I learned to, to flow with the power of God and flow with the anointing of God in those type of, of meetings, in those type of services growing up. So when, when I, when I got to COVID, I tried to step into those things and, and there was no Holy Ghost hookup. 
You all know what I'm saying when I say say that there was no God connection in that. And I noticed that the the quieter I got and the more focused that I got on the Lord, the more he began to talk to me. And so I had to get my my mind quiet. I've been I've had some wonderful teaching and learned some wonderful things uh, from the Lord. But I had never experienced this peace like this before. This is the first time that I ever walked through a situation. Hello. And I couldn't do a Jericho march and bring the wall down. I love the Jericho thing. I, I, I like seeing the wall. I like it when the wall falls. And like, just run that, let's run that again. Let's run it again. You know, let's bring it over here on this situation and, and run it again. And when you know that something works, how many of you know you do it over and over again because it works? Healing in my body. I've, I've had growths come up on me and different things happen in my body. And I didn't do anything but, but just use the praise cure. And it happened. But here it is when I got the COVID. I tried to use those things. And nothing happened. Did God fall off the throne? What's going on? God has many avenues to get things through to us. And one of the avenues, again, that I'd never used in my life is this thing called the peace of God. And the scripture says over in Romans that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it is righteousness, peace, and joy. So I always ran to the joy, but I didn't know how to really function in the peace of God. And as I was saying about my, my, my family earlier, we're, we're kind of rowdy. And so we get things done the loud way. And so it was when it's time to get things done the quiet way, I didn't know how to operate in that. And so how many of you know I was on a learning curve now? And I told the Lord when I was laying in the hospital, uh, there's a better time to teach me this lesson. <laughs> Here it is the doctors coming in every day telling me I'm going to die. Hello. And you just want me to be quiet. <laughs> this is not the time to learn the lesson. Let's do this on another one, God. But I learned he got my attention. I got he got my attention in walking through this with COVID to just to be still and to know that he is God. Amen. I have a lot of notes this morning, so I'm kind of just flipping through a little bit to see what I need to get to this morning. And we want to become just as skilled at using the peace of God as we do the joy of the Lord. Amen. And, uh, you know, I, I told you I wasn't going to read that scripture in Mark, but I'm going to go to that scripture in Mark, please, ma'am. And I am going to read it. And we have a wonderful example here in the word of God of how Jesus so masterfully use the peace. Amen. Over in, uh, Mark chapter 4, verse 35. And I'm going to read, if it's all right with you, I'm going to read a few verses here this morning. And it says, and, and the same day, when the evening was come, he said unto them, let us pass over 
unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, and when he had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the winds and the, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full of water. How many of you have ever walked through a situation in life where you knew it was God? And everything seemed wonderful when it started out, but then you get in the middle of it, and all of a sudden, a storm shows up. Huh? I'm not going to talk about marriage this morning because I'm single. But all of a sudden, storms start start coming up, and, and things start showing up that, that want to sink your life. Come on, financial issues start coming up. Physical issues start coming up. And all of a sudden, it looks like the very thing that, that God has sent us into, now there's a storm, and the enemy wants us to start questioning, is this really God? Did I really hear from God? Did God really say this to me? And I just want to encourage you today and say, yes, he said it. He said it. He said it. Just because a storm shows up should not make us question what God said to us. He said it. We believe it. That settles it. He told him, he said, get in the boat, go over to the other side. Listen, these are, these are fishermen. These are men who know and understand weather conditions. And when they got into the boat, uh, I believe it was just a calm time that they were not expecting the wind to act the way that they did, that it did, uh, especially Peter, because Peter's vocal. And if there was a storm in the forecast, I believe Peter would have spoke up and say, hey, it's a storm on the way. Why are you sending us out into danger? But we don't see the, any of that in the word of God. And, and the word is very clear that it's the boat that Jesus is in. And then there are other little ships that are with him. So everybody is in this together. All of us, we're in this together. All of us have tests. All of us have trials. All of us have temptations that we go through. And we're all in it together. I wish I could say I had an exempt card today, but I don't. Same things that you go through, I go through. Hello? The same flesh that you have to crucify is the same flesh that I have to crucify. Amen. And so they're going over to the other side, and the wind starts blowing. And verse 37 says, And there arose a great storm of wind and waves and beat into the ship so that it was now full. The the cares of life, when we don't keep our minds focused, the cares of life can become overwhelming to us. The cares of life can make it seem like we're not going to make it. We're not going to get through this. There is just no way of escape from this situation. But there's always, God always has a way of escape for us. And I need you to say that this morning. God always has. A way of escape for me. One more time. God always has a way of escape for me. There's a way to make it out. Verse 38 says, and when he was in, and he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow and they awake him and said unto him, master, carest thou not that we perish? Don't you care? Does God care about the things that we're going through? 
He does. And verse 39, and he says, and he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Now, I don't know about you, but if you wake me up in the middle of the night, hello, and say that the house is full of water. And if you don't get us out of here. We're going to die. I, I don't wake up quiet. I don't wake up calm. Hello. Normally, I, I wake up in a panic. When somebody wakes me up out of a, out of a deep sleep and something is going on, I'm, I'm panicking in the situation. Notice that Jesus did not panic. Jesus did not take two hours to pray. Hello. Jesus did not go and study the word for three days and said, I'll get back with you in a few days. He had a God response on the inside of him. Hello. And when he awoke, he immediately started using his authority and he rebuked the wind. Hello. And there was a great calm that came over the situation. Many times we, we, when trouble comes, we'll spend time praying. We'll spend time in the word. But how often do we just release the peace of God into a situation? And just say, I release peace into this situation. Huh? Okay, let's, let's bring it home a little bit. When there's a heated discussion going on in the house. How many times does somebody just stand up and say, we release peace into this room? When there's a hot business discussion going on, how many times does somebody say, we just release peace in this room? Customer service. Huh? Customer service. Hello? Huh? And, and, and you're waiting on people. And people are irate. Hello? How many times do we stop and just release the peace of God into the situation? I didn't, I didn't think like this until I got to the test of COVID. Hello? I was either going to argue with somebody. Hello? Or it's going to take a few days to let God work something in me and help me out. But Jesus got up. And he released the peace of God into the situation. And the whole situation changed within a moment's time. What are the things in your life that need the peace of God released into them? Many times we are, we are so busy. We are so busy. And, and things are going on in our minds. Things are going on in our bodies. Hello, somebody. And, and we never just sit down in the recliner and just say, I release the peace of God in my mind. I release the peace of God in my body. The storm that is raging in my mind, the conditions that are, that are going on around me, I just sit here right now. Father, you said that if I would keep my mind on you, that I would rest. I would have this place called perfect peace. Father, I focus my mind 
on you right now. I get my focus on you right now. And I release this peace into every area of my life. I release it now in Jesus name. I have been, I have been practicing this over the last couple of years and I, and I've noticed that there has been just this peace that has been with me all the time where there used to be kind of like a rage or this thing, I'm going to get you before you get me. Somehow that's, that's, that's fading and there's a peace that now goes with me. There's a peace that now stays with me. Even in traffic, that peace is there. Just a few days ago, I was driving in my, my hometown, just driving down the street, uh, taking my sister actually to, to get her something to eat. And, uh, as we were going, uh, I saw some friends of mine sitting on the side of the street. You know, they were just having their, their drinks and just having a good time there on the street. And, uh, a friend of mine, she was, she was out there with them and she saw me coming and, and she ran in front of my truck. And, and she said, Philip, did you know that my son died while you were out of town? And I said, yeah, I, I, I heard about it and I'm so sorry to hear, hear about it. And she just started sobbing right there in the middle of the street, you know, and, 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 and so I just put my truck in park and I got out of the truck and, and I just hugged her and I said, I'm, I'm sorry that it happened. But I said, listen, I release the peace of God on you now. I know that this is difficult, that this is hard to work through. But even in the midst of the valley of the shadow of death, we fear no evil. Why? Because I rod and his staff, they are with us. That peace is with us. And I'm telling you, right there in the middle of the street, right there in the middle of that circumstance, the peace of God showed up. And, and, and she stopped crying, and she looked at me, and she said, something just happened. Something just happened. I said, yeah, that's, the, that's that peace. That's that comfort that comes from God. It's only inside of you. And we have to open up our mouth and we have to release the peace. I said, when that, when that, that, that grief and that sorrow tries to weigh heavy on you, I said, begin to thank God for his peace. And you will find that that peace will come on you while you're laying in bed. That peace will come on you while you're, uh, doing your daily work. That peace will just, just come. That's the God of comfort. Who is with you. And while I was talking to her, uh, a man came walking up who was just so drunk that he couldn't hardly stand up. And we're doing this right in the middle of the traffic. Hello. Now, if it would have been me, I would have been blowing my horn like, get out of the way. What you doing? Hey, what's up? <laughs> anyway, the guy, the guy walked over and, and while I was talking to her, he said, she said, why are you coming over here? He said, I need help too. <clears throat> and so again, we were, we were operating in that peace and I just released that peace on him. I said, man, listen, the main thing that you need peace with right now is peace between you and God. So I'm not going to deal with the alcohol right now, but let's deal with your relationship. 
between you and God. And somehow God got in that. And, and, and tears begin to flow. Tears begin to flow out of his eyes. And he said, pray with me, Philip, pray with me. And I began to pray with him and I didn't pray a pretty charismatic prayer. I pray with my old Pentecostal prayers. Father, in the name of Jesus, touch him right now. <laughs> and the reason why I did that, because I knew he had been raised in that kind of environment. And I wanted to meet him. Hello, where he was at. And, and I tell you, from that day to this, there has been a significant change in his life. Why? Because he knew how to release that peace of God. In his life, the storm had been raging. Come on. That alcohol has been raging for years in his life. And he needed somebody to come along and calm that storm. People need you to calm the storm around them. In your business, what's going on in your business right now? You can calm the storm in your business. You can calm the store, storm in the place that you work at. You're there to be a light. Amen. And to bring the peace of God into the situation. Blessed are the peacemakers. Hello, that, that's, that's us. That's us. We're, we're the peacemakers. We're the ones that bring it into the room. We're the ones that, that bring it into the hospital room. Come on. We're the ones that bring it into the grocery store. That, that's us. We're the peacemakers. We know how to bring it. Yes. Amen. I'll say it again. We know, we know how to bring it. We know how to bring it in the room. Things can be raging, but we know how to bring the peace of God into the room. And I'm almost done this morning. Over in John chapter 14, verse 27, Jesus says this to us today. You might be asking, where's, where's the peace at? If I got it, where's it at? Where's it at? Where, where is it? Nobody told me about it. Hello. It's kind of like an inheritance. If somebody don't tell you about it, you don't know that you have it. And here in John 14, verse 27, Jesus says, peace, I leave with you. Peace. I leave with you. Peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. We're not troubled and we're not afraid. Why? Because we're walking in this peace that God left, that Jesus left with us. We're walking in it. We're living in it. We're moving in it. Hello, somebody. Amen. We have this peace that God has given us. Amen. And we can't allow anybody, anything, any situation to get us out of this peace. We are to live in this peace and demonstrate this peace to the world. And this peace, this world needs the peace of God right now. Amen. I, 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 I can tell you so many illustrations, uh, about having to, just over the past few years, having to walk in this peace and bring, bringing peace into troubled 
situation and watching God change the situations just in, in moments of time. But it all begins with us knowing what we have on the inside of us. Uh, how many of you like your birthdays? I like birthdays because it comes with presents. I like Christmas because it comes with presents. I like any day that I get presents. Because <laughs> I enjoy opening presents. I, I, I like getting gifts. Now, maybe that's not you, but, but I, I like getting stuff. I like giving also. I enjoy giving, but it's just something about getting a, getting a gift that I, I like the surprise. Are you with me? Can somebody help me out a little bit? Amen. Uh, you know, uh, it's just something about the unknown. What's in there? I don't like chocolate. So I'm still saved. I don't like chocolate. So, you know, with chocolate, a lot of times you can buy the chocolate and it's a surprise as to what's in the, in the chocolate. But I do like gifts. And so... Anyway, in, in, in opening up the gifts, you know, you find out what's on, on the inside. And many times, you know, uh, people will, will, in my family, people get something like, especially if it's clothes and, and they will take the clothes and maybe try them on and say, Oh, I like this, you know, and really they love it. But then they would take it and put it under the bed or hang it in the closet and say, I'm going to wait to use this for a special. Special occasion, huh? And somehow the special occasion comes and they never remember (laughs) what's under the bed or what's hanging in the closet or some things have changed since they got the gift and it no longer fits. And, and so that, that, that gift becomes of, of no use to them. Well, I'm one of those people when you give me a gift, I use it. Almost immediately, I put it on, I wear it, whatever, you know, and it's like, you need to save it. You need to save it. It's like, no, more stuff is coming. (laughs) Amen. And so many times with things that, that God gives like peace, people will put it away for a certain time or a certain situation rather than living out of it every day. We live out of this peace every day. I live out of joy every day. I live out of the righteousness that I am in Christ every day. These are not special occasion things that God has given us, but these are things that we are to live Out in our everyday life, our everyday walk, whatever the tool that is required for the job, amen, we have access to it. We have it. So we can't act like we don't have peace. What am I going to do? First of all, you're going to stop that. (laughs) And get your focus, amen, and get yourself back into the peace of God. Come on. And talk to ourselves. First of all, I get, you know, I get back into peace. I get back. I get back into peace. Peace. Calm down. Calm it down. All right. 
and remind the Lord, Father, you said, I know we've gone over this several times, Mother, Father, you said that if I would keep my mind on you, that you would keep me in perfect peace. The, the issues of life do not have to get us off course. The challenges of life do not have to flip us out. We can live in this place that is beyond explanation. Why are you so calm? Because I'm living in peace. Amen. I remember a time when I would have flipped out. Hello, and kicked the table over too. (laughs) But now I'm living in this place called peace. Can I end with one scripture this morning? And and we be done. Amen. Over in Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. If you don't have this scripture marked in your Bible, uh, I really want you to mark this one this morning. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it from the screen on the, in the King James. Colossians chapter 3 verse 15. It says this, and let. So how many of you know it's not automatic? Huh? Got to make a choice. There's going to be a choice. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which also ye are called in one body and be ye thankful. I want to read it from the Amplified Classic this morning. And it says this. And let the peace of Christ, the inner calm of the one who walks daily with him. Be the controlling factor in your hearts, deciding and settling questions that arise. To this peace, indeed, you were called as members in one body of believers and be thankful to God always. I want to read it one more time as I close. Let the peace of Christ, the inner calm, That inner calm. We're not going to find it on the outside. What we desire is on the inside of us. It's abiding in our hearts. It's abiding in our our spirit. That calm is on the inside. Again, it's not going to be on the outside. It comes out of us to the outside. So if you're looking for it to get calm on the outside first, that's not where it starts. It begins in us. That inner calm of the one who walks daily with him. It's a daily walk. It's not an occasional walk. It's a daily walking with him. I know some of you are like me. I like the way that I was. I don't feel like I need to change. Who are you to tell me that I need to change? Well, this is just not anybody that was telling me that I needed to change. Okay. Father, help me to find something happy in here for them this morning. (laughs) The one who walks daily with him, be the controlling factor in your hearts, deciding, deciding, and settling questions that arise. How many of you know that questions do arise in our life? Amen. To this peace, indeed, you are called as members in one body of believers and be thankful to God always. 
just want to encourage you. One of the ways to keep ourselves in remembrance of this peace is being thankful to God always. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that it encouraged or inspired you to God's best. If you have any questions about today's message, need prayer, or would like to learn more about Living Word Fellowship, please call 641-828-7119 or visit us at lwfknoxville.com.